0: Welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast and for once we've got a back-to-back bouncy podcast. This week I'm joined in the studio with Barry. Barry how are you doing?
1: Yeah very well thank you. Buzzing. in yes. Adam how are you? Well thanks I'm back to being Adam tonight. I don't need to be old Adam because the other Adam's not here so I'm, I'm absolutely delighted to just be here with you all tonight and known as Adam.
2: Paul how are you? Yeah, all, all good. Nice to see the um, upturning form that we've been expecting come to pass.
0: Yeah, well, the clocks go forward. Wigan Athletic pick up, and we're joined as well with a special guest all the way from across the water, Mister Connor Donnelly. Connor, how are you? I'm all good, guys. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Thank you for for joining us tonight. My pleasure. First of all, let's uh, let's look back at the game against Sunderland. And I won't read out the, uh, the, the show notes that I've got written in front of me from Barry. But what a result that was. Possession was pretty even. Shots, there was quite a lot of shots from each team. More on target from ourselves. Corners. Now, it felt for me, every time Sunderland went forward, they ended up winning a corner. And the fouls, there was a hell of a lot of fouls. 22 to us, 13 to Sunderland. Yellow cards. We got three. One for Sunderland, ours was Luke Robinson, which for me was a very good foul to make later on in the game. I feel if you um, let the play go on, we could have been punished. Callum Lang and Will Keane. It's a double over the Mackhams. And what a performance it was. Barry? Really
3: top performance again. We started off well. And they had a little spell, didn't they, in the first half, especially around when they'd scored and we couldn't clear our lines. The way they responded. But I must admit... I'll have to hold my hand up here. After 20 minutes, there was a massive power cut. I, spe- I spent the next 25, 35 minutes panicking away, trying to trying to, trying to get back on, but uh, with no power in, in WN6, where I am. The 4G went down as well, so I couldn't even get it on my phone. I made a phone call, and I had a bit of commentary.
0: I was going to say, what did you think of my commentary? I, I tried replicating the, the dulcet tones of Ash Horton, but I, I couldn't match him, could I?
3: No, not at all. Well, luckily, it came back on. But it took me computer a good 10 minutes to load up. So it is 15 years old. I think it what runs on, that new, runs what on gas. That,
2: what happened to that new laptop you
3: got at Christmas? That That's a 15-inch screen. i got a 19-inch on my on computer, so I'll watch it on that. I didn't think that size mattered that much, Barry. Well, four inches does, believe me.
1: So going back, just going back to your point there, because I noticed that, you know, as you said, your area lost power. And then Sunderland lost power.
3: He was a bit disappointing, actually, Max, last night, weren't it? I
1: don't think power, power all game, did he, really?
3: Yeah. He was mentioned that he was going to play right back, which I found quite strange, but he didn't, did he? Connor,
0: um, I'll, I'll come into you next. What were, what were your thoughts on the game? And there were some good performances, weren't there, uh, throughout the team, Dodo, Keane, Lang, Tilt, Johnston,
4: Jones. I could just carry on. What, what were your thoughts on yesterday's game? Um, just the replicate of Barry said at the very beginning. Munster um had a lot of chances. You know we just couldn't clear lanes, especially for their goal. And um, actually, I thought it was slightly bad defending. But again, the guys sort of turned it on the second half, and we just got the result in the end, which all that really matters, basically. But yeah, I thought Curtis Tilton King had pretty good games yesterday. Especially Jamie Jones, considering that he can be a bit wobbly at times. But I thought he demanded, you know, he demanded his box pretty well. And I think for him and all honesty, it was a really good game from him.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to to mention Jamie Jones because obviously goalkeeper is very much a, a confidence position, and we've talked about that over recent weeks. But even if you just look at the last two games, the way that Jamie Jones has commanded his area, how voice, you know, he's, he's been voicing his uh, concerns and opinions has been has been absolutely fantastic. Now, Paul, I know you had some technical difficulties, um, but two wins on the bounce—how much of a major boost is that for the team?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't, uh, especially at this point. I mean, we're looking at two from six staying up, aren't we? You put yourself where you're, you're at the top of that group of six. You know, we're looking at Swindon. I don't think it will matter if we carry on. I think it'd be a dead rubber.
0: Well, it's interesting. We will, we will go into that um, later on. But it was a couple of results that, well, definitely one result that did us a favour last night. Coming back to the game, Barry, we've we've done the double over over Sunderland this season. Who who really stood out for you yesterday? Who stepped up and you thought, Phew, had a good game there?
3: Callum Wang made a massive difference. George Ordu as well, playing really well. George Johnston, Curtis Tilt. I can see where this is going. Yeah, Luke Robinson, Tendai Derikwa, Lee Evans, Solomon Ottawa, Will Keane, have I mentioned Will? And Jamie Jones, of course. Adam sung his praises all season. Haven't you, Adam? Jamie Jones and he's been playing a skipper's role these past past five five weeks or so.
1: Yeah, I mean I've always I wouldn't say necessarily always sung his praises, but I've defended him at times because I think as Paul always says this, doesn't he, as a goalkeeper, it always stands out when you do make a mistake. But even early on in the season, he was keeping us in some games. It was just that he had a bad spell where he, probably three or four games in a row there was a mistake in there. But one thing that I would like to say on that, because I agree with, I think Barry named every player there, and quite rightly, because it's hard to pick out a player when they all played so well. But one thing about Jamie Jones, what I would say over the course of the last few weeks, there's been continuity at the back. And for a goalkeeper, for me, that's absolutely crucial. Um I think maybe, we, maybe we've had a bit of luck, but it can happen sometimes. You stumble across something because of an injury, because I, I think if Wutton had been fit, he probably would have been playing, and we might have, because I think he's always wanted to play George Johnston because he's a quality player, but it might have been that we had to manoeuvre the team around a bit to get him in, like we, we did for a few games where we played three at the back. I, I think Johnston and Tilt... As a centre back, Purry are really, really good, really good. I think they, they work very well together. Um, Johnson's got quality. I mean, I think he was playing well, but since he's been on the podcast, he's just been absolutely immense. You know, I think his confidence boost that he got after Barry talked about his big tackle in the midfield, I think um, he's gone on to even greater things. And I would love to sign him next season. I think our only chance to sign him is staying in League One because I think he's he's above League Two. But what I'll just say about all those players that you've just been mentioning, obviously some of them are young players that have come through the ranks at Wigan. Would they have got a chance uh, with that administration? Probably not. And the other players, you know, what, what, what we brought in, you might say, well, they were players that nobody wanted, apart from us. But, you know, sometimes it's, you might look at things in the wrong way and maybe these are just players who... Because of their injuries, I haven't been given a chance. And for me, you know, I think they've all come in and proven the points. So like, look at Derrick, you know, I don't think he'd played much in the last two years. He's played every minute since he's come in for us. Um, and it's, it's been done before. Thanks, thanks, Adam. Connor, I'm going
0: to come to you now and I'm going to let you analyse Sunderland's goal. What
4: happened and what went wrong? I um, just think it was a bit of miscommunication between, I would say, the two centre-halves and then Jamie Jones. Um, you know, if your if you're back four is confident playing with one another, the keeper is then going to have faith in the in the front, in the back four, basically. It's been playing, playing in front of them. You know, so um, i say I think it was just miscommunication more than anything, but we could have defended that a whole lot better. A whole lot better. We could have went on to basically absolutely an some Sunderland with the chances that Keane had but again the Fendham could have been better
0: Yeah and it's, it's good to see the Latics come back from uh, a goal behind isn't it and, and actually win a game Barry Connor Connor mentioned it there there was a, f- a few more missed chances it could have been a cricket score if they'd all gone in couldn't it
3: Will Keane missed a couple didn't you, when he were, were through and you, you, you'd have You know, I thought at least they got one of them on target with his quality. Uh, The second time this season we've come from behind to win a game. I agree with Adam about George Johnson, quality player.
1: Is that right? Burton. Did I not say Burton? I thought you just said it was the second time. I didn't hear you say.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Burton away. I agree with you over uh, with George Johnson. Be a great signing for us next season. Uh, as as with Wojo, who was one of the players I didn't mention it in uh, when I was going through the team, tremendous. I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing about yesterday. Uh, buzzing about like the last two games. I think we're on a bit of a roll here. I know we've got the crew interview coming up and listening to what the crew guy says. I don't know what planet he's living on. But people can make them mind up when they ever listen to it. Definitely not on the same planet as us. And he talks about one of our former players as well, don't he? Being like a real, you know, the star uh, man. And he's nothing but. Well, I'm not going to say what he is because uh, th- these things come back to bite you out on the on the backside, don't they? We? So we'll just leave it there. But I'll let let the listeners that have a have a,
1: had, had he scored last time against us, Barry, as well.
3: He did, yeah, yeah. But I think he had a score against us last time we played. Yeah. He did he you not? Know, because we were shocking, absolutely shocking that day.
0: It was, a, it was a great evening to, to pull ourselves out of the Boston Four. Results, obviously Wimbledon got um, a very good result last night. Rochdale, they, they beat Swindon to, to, to create a bit of a gap. But th- that result against Sunderland had ramifications at both ends of the table because we were being loved by Hull and Peterborough fans last night. And, in, and there's, a, there's an interesting game coming up on Friday, which we'll discuss later. But also at the bottom end, we're we're a point clear now of Northampton who have one hell of a run in which we've discussed. And we're uh, three points clear of Bristol Rovers with a very, very slightly better goal difference. It's amazing how the goal difference has has finally turned around. But like Barry said, we're buzzing. We're um, back-to-back wins. Barry, you called three wins would do us all right a couple of games ago. You're just going to carry on saying three wins will do us all right till the end of the season?
3: No, I think one more will do us. I think another, if we get another win, we're on 44 points. You look at the other teams involved, then below us, who's going to who's, who's going to get 45 points? I can't see any of them. Well, let's go. And credit's going to disagree. go to Paul
1: as well for something I, he said. I respectfully what? disagree, Barry, with that one. I, I,
2: well, oh, hang on, Pendles. I'm getting credit here. Just be quiet a minute.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the credit is, Paul, you said, watch us go once this takeover's taken place. Watch us go. And first <laughs> of all, the performances turned on their heads. And then the results have, have started to come in as well. And it is, it's that relief in the camp, isn't it? It's that relief. And then the belief that comes with it. And we're, we're buzzing. But Adam, I know what you're saying about, you know, oh, you disagree. But you're talking about. Teams here, one of them's only won seven games in 41. How are they going to win three in the last six or last five? Their form has got to completely turn around. They're not good, they're not good enough to but do that. Ma- it. Barry, there's not- only,
1: it's all very close now at the bottom, isn't it, really? You know, with the, the sides who are below us. And it only takes... Because I think Wimbledon, for me, I said uh, last week on the the League One podcast when you were heckling me last week. <laughs> I said that I thought we would more than be OK because they've just got the right sort of players who they, they do it year in, year out. I was kind of thinking four from five will go down. So that means it only needs one of those sides to get a bit of a run together and we could drop in there. So for me, I, I, I know what you're saying about, it, does, you look at the teams below us and you don't think, but, Everybody could have said that about us. I mean, you could say, "Well, look at Wigan." Like, yeah, mean, but we we know, Adam. We, we watch it. We, we know, know about people. us. But maybe we, some of those other sides, like everyone thought Wimbledon were rubbish, but the Wimbledon the Wimbledon fans were maybe saying, "Look at us! You know, we we've we've not been getting the points we deserve." So well,
3: Wimbledon have got goal scorers in the team. We've got goal scorers now. You look at the other other sides. They've not. They've not got. They've not got that that. That sharpness up front, so they're not they're not scoring the goals. Look how our goal difference has turned round from what it was. It was shocking that goal difference of her. it was shocking three five nil defeats at home. Yeah, oh, we've
1: turned we've got that an way. handicap, it's like it's almost started with an handicap, that not it? It's like someone yeah. said to you, "You've got to start on minus fifteen because you're going to lose three home games." The the only thing I'm saying, Barry, is that I, I would love it to be correct, although I don't think it's going to matter because. <laughs> I honestly think we'll win more than one game. I think we'll win. I said a few weeks ago, when you said we needed three, I think I said we needed four. Maybe it's, I reckon it might be something in between that. If <laughs> I, it, it might be we, it might be we need another four points from here, possibly to get well, that.
2: When Barry said we needed three, I said three on the bounce. And unfortunately, we lost against Portsmouth, but we've now done two on the bounce. We've got games against three mid table sides coming up. Six points from that. Jobs are good, and yeah. then after that, we play Hull City. Will be partying anyway because they'll be champions, and Swindon who'll already be relegated on the last day.
0: Okay, okay. These so that, that's that brings me on to uh, my next point. So we've got Paul's. Paul's got how he thinks it's going to go. Adams said how he thinks it's going to go. Barry said how he thinks it go. There's, there's also me and Connery who'd like to have a have a chat on the pod. I'm making the bold prediction that um, we won't lose a game now to the end of the season. We'll go unbeaten to the end of the season, which I think will more, or more or less, will see, see us right. Connor, how do you see the the remaining games going?
4: Um, I think we'll get four out of five. To be honest, the only banana skin that we're going to really have is going to be Hull City because they're going to be obviously fighting up around the top of the table. But the likes of Burton, Shrewsbury, Crew, and Swindon. More than capable of beating them was shown yesterday. We beat one of the better sides in the in League One, and it just goes to show you, um, money money doesn't always always win you things. It's like that old saying, with um Man it, you'll never win anything. We're kids. I kind of want something to go up
0: because there's a nice bit of money owed to the Latics if uh, if they go up with payments for Greg and um Maxi Power. So. So we're all, we're all positive with the, the running. It's surprising what a, a couple of games can do. Connor, we're going to gonna question you now. You, you've not got a Wigan accent, you're not uh, native to the area, which I think is clear to see, but you, you're well known amongst Latics fans. Uh, first and foremost, why Wigan Athletic?
4: I was playing for a local side when I was a young man and I had trials at Preston. And they sort of took us around all the clubs around Lancashire, like Wigan, Bolton, Bury, Fleetwood, all sort of sites like that. And they said, you know, if you come to our academy, this is the kind of teams that could pick up on you in later years. But just as the the trials went, I didn't really get picked for Preston. (laughs) I was just told by the the coach there and then that it wasn't good enough. That wasn't my time. So that always sort of stuck with me. And Wigan, obviously, Springfield Park. Reminded me so much of Cliftonville's home ground because it had the big main, the big main old stand, yeah. obviously all the free stand around it. So it sort of hit home, and stuck with me ever since. was not change it for any other club on this planet. No, and, and obviously where we can
0: see your your shrine on your wall, you got. I can see Sam Morsey, Crusty the Pie, Mister Whelan, uh, the uh, what I call the Ami uh, Zaki shirt, the the uh, luminous yellow lattice kit, and. It's very, very clear to see that Lattics, um means a hell of a lot to you. I bet you have been frustrated as much as us because I know you normally come across a couple of times a season, don't you? To to watch the games.
4: I was actually supposed to be at the Wigan and Hull game last season when we won eight 0 So I was sort of got I was sort of got a COVID hit and um, everything went up in the air. But it's it's good to see this season with the the young lads coming through the academy and obviously the guys coming in to give us a hand. It's great to see that Liam Richardson stuck by us and sort of Gregor as well. So obviously he's spent a lot of time with them young men. And it's good to see them turn into sort of young prospects for the club to sort of maybe consider selling in the future or even if it was when we do stay up in League One, for them to continue on with another season. Yeah.
0: Um and obviously again I can see you you were in Cliftonville shirt, is that your local team? I know there's quite
4: a lot of teams, isn't there, in, in, in Belfast where you live? Yeah, that would be my local side. I'm actually um, a coach with the Clymville under eights as well. So that's what I was at this evening before I popped on here. So oh,
0: cool. Um, and the last one from me before I go to the, uh, to the guys. If Cliftonville were to um, play in the English Football League structure, <laughs> this smirk appeared. Then, what, what 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 league would they fit in at? What what's the level of uh, football like? I watch a little bit when it's on Sky Sports, but you only get ninety minutes. You don't get to see a full a full season.
4: I'm sure you end up changing the channel very quickly, Simon. Do you? <laughs> uh, no no comment. <laughs> um, it would probably be the equivalent of probably national league football. If I'm being honest, um, the officiating is near enough as bad as what we have had this season in League One. It's absolutely atrocious. Atrocious. That that's that's saying something because this season
0: has been absolutely dire. So I feel for you there. Um, but is it well supported
4: um, Northern Irish football? It is and it isn't. Um, I had this discussion today with a gentleman that came out of the vaccine center after getting vaccinated, and he said just the fact of that there's not too many people give Irish League a chance. You know. They hear rumours, ah, that's, that's too dear to get into this place, too dear to get into that place. You know, for me to go to a Cliftonville game, it's £11, which to yeah. be honest, isn't that much considering I can get tickets for Wigan for 15 or £20, you know. Always support local football regardless. I know you guys would probably maybe go to some cholie games if none of the Wigan games were on or anything, you know, so yep. always support local football. That's that's all I have to, I have to say about the situation. That was-
2: well, I I became a Latic because I moved to Wigan. So that's
3: supporting <laughs> I, local football for
4: you. I would move to Wigan in the morning. So you move back out,
0: It depends on where you live. Uh, Barry, I'll come to you now.
3: What's your uh, your favourite game that you've seen us play? Apart from winning the FA Cup, you're not allowed to say that.
4: I'd probably have to say I was beating Liverpool when Radiega scored, just before a stroke of half-time. Or when um, Figaro crossed the ball in for Radiega to Stoke
3: two yeah. cracking choices
0: um. yeah it was interesting actually I just w- watching back the Maloney highlight from when he scored against uh, Man United Adam I'll come to you now you can uh, interrogate Mr
1: Donnelly in terms of the Northern Ireland link I guess the big one was uh, Will, the Will Grigg one <laughs> obviously in 2016 when it just all went mad didn't it I mean it must have been from your perspective a, a fantastic time you're a Wigan fan and then um, you, you switch the Euros on and you've got You've got Will Gregg in the squad. I mean, it's such a shame he didn't come on. I was massively surprised,
4: Adam, that he didn't play one single minute of that Euro campaign, where you had the likes of um, Josh McGinnis, Kyle Lafferty, boys that have played for Northern Ireland over the over the past numerous years, and you had the likes of Liam Boyce, um, who I played with in my teens, who's now playing at Hearts and scoring like mad for them. Um, Whereas Will Gregg didn't, absolutely didn't get a sniff, played unreal for us that season in League One and didn't get as much as one second on the pitch. Disgrace.
1: Was there ever another English team that you followed? Because uh, this is where you could uh, land yourself in it. Was there ever another side that you followed? I'll be perfectly honest with you,
4: Adam. No. Um, well, brilliant. A couple of, couple of friends that did ask me to, that I want to go to United games or Arsenal games. You know, I went to a lot of Celtic games when I was a kid. But um, you just sort of grew, grew out of teams. You know, I had only really supported Cliftonville as a young man growing up. And it was just the fact that um, watching, obviously, Wigan beat Redden on the final day to get promoted and um, watching that game just made me realise, you know, Premier League team here, you know, and the, the links was always with me anyways from, from, from the lesser leagues, from the lower leagues, basically. You know, and I've had a lot of stick over the years for it. You know, Wigan will never play in Europe. Wigan are crap. Wigan are going to get relegated. These are a low, lower league team. And, you know, you're only there basically for us to get three points. You know, I've heard and seen it all. And still to this day, I do get a lot of like taxi drivers windmill, me up Man City fans and United fans. You know, it's it's nothing I haven't heard before. You know, I take, a, take it all in my stride. You know, I'm proud to proud to wear my colours over here. And I actually have the Wigan crest tattooed on my right or my left leg, as well. So I've had that from when I was twenty-one, now thirty. So nine years I've had that. You know, just as I said before, I wouldn't change it for any club in this anywhere club in this planet. Myself and Barry had the pleasure of speaking to
0: Gavin Massey yesterday, not in any formal capacity. Barry's looking at me as if to say, "Oh, you didn't speak to him." But yeah, both of us, we were down at the stadium seeing Ash and. uh, yeah, Gavin Massey was in the club shop, wasn't he, Barry? And uh, I'll let you, I'll let you lead with this because you were buzzing once you'd finished speaking to him.
3: Yeah, sure, uh, <clears throat> fantastic. Bumping into Gav, as Gavin Baz had a bit of a chat, uh, and Si came and gate crashed. <laughs> Actually, Si said, "Is that Gavin Massey?'' And I went, "Oh, it is." And, yeah, that's how it. I was waiting for yeah. you outside the club shop, and uh, this this guy came out and he said, "All right, mate, how's it going?" And I said, "Yeah, brilliant." I thought, I know him. And then Cy come out and said, uh, Gav Massey there? So I went, Gav, Gav, Gav.
0: <laughs> like it's a when little he didn't groupie, did not turn. He didn't turn around at first, did he?
5: <laughs> oh, no,
3: no, thought. I thought, oh. And then he did. But, oh, I'll tell you what, what a guy. What a guy. Absolutely buzzing with the latics. And I mean that. He came out of the club shop with uh, a bag full of stuff. So we asked him a few questions. It's one of two things. I don't think we can sure, really, can we? Um, no,
0: we'd, uh, we'd get a strongly worded email if we did.
3: We did. Maybe, maybe sure it's in a couple of weeks. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> you know what I'm going with that one. Yeah. Um, but first thing I asked him was, uh, are, "Are you back before the end of the season?" And he said he's hoping to be. But I said, "Really?" He says, "Yes, I'm three to four week ahead of schedule." With physios told me, he said, "I can't wait to get playing again." And he said it's been so frustrating, but the physio's told him. Now, he said that he's three to four weeks ahead of schedule, but obviously he's not been training, so his fitness levels are not going to be at worse. So maybe if we're safe, if we're safe, you know, he, he might get a run out. Uh, he said he's really looking forward to next season. So I said, I thought he was out of contract. He said, well, that's what everybody keeps saying. I'm out of contract, but I'm not. So Big Gav is looking forward to starting again next season.
0: Can I ask, As- Barry, what what comment did he make that if you'd have passed away there and then, it would have made your life,
3: wouldn't it? Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, I was going to come to that. First of all, we, we asked him, we, are, we, are we stopping up? And he said, 100%, because we're the best team in down there. And do you think we can say this, what he said about Northampton and Bristol Rovers and Swindon?
0: Yeah, of course. You can say it, Barry, yeah.
3: Yeah, uh, well, he said... He's, we, we said, you know, what about the, the teams down there? And this is where, you know, it'd have been good speaking to you, Adam, because he said, Northampton are absolutely crap. And he said, Bristol Rovers, they're awful. And Swindon time, he said, what a shocking side there. You are. Did he, am I jesting? No, no. Yeah, those, those were his words. So, but he said it with a big smile on his face and he was buzzing. He said, we're the best team down there. And and we're definitely stopping up one hundred percent. And and he was bouncing, wasn't he, with positivity? Um we said, What about like players? I, I said it, it'd be great to sign some of these lads on for next season. And he said, This is the bit, isn't it? Yeah, everybody wants to sign for Wigan. Who wouldn't want to sign for Wigan? That those exact words, Simon.
0: Yeah, and you 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 could have gone there, couldn't you?
3: I could, I could.
0: I could see tears forming your eyes.
3: I asked him his favourite game, thinking he's just going to say Leeds. He says, "Well, everybody says Leeds, but there's been so many." He said, "I've loved it, loved it." You mentioned two in Fleetwood away, didn't you? And your yeah, signing, yeah, it. Yeah. and he were buzzing about that. Yeah, I tell you what, yeah. that, that lad—if if, if all those knockers, oh, <laughs> if all those fans who were knocking him on the uh, on Twitter, just had ten minutes with him, did they ch- they change the mind, would not they?
0: Oh, absolutely! It, it felt. Obviously, we started off fangirling a bit, didn't we, by shouting him, uh, shouting him down. But I think if if we hadn't got somewhere to be and there wasn't a game on, we could have been there all afternoon, couldn't we?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. 100%, yeah. Uh, just buzzing. And really, you know, to think that he's so approachable as well. We, we, obviously, things have happened. We know things have happened. But he was still so approachable with two strangers, although yeah. he did. He knew we were by the time we'd finished with him,
4: didn't he? He did indeed. Boy, can I just um, just interrupt you for a second? Have we really missed him this season since he's one of the highest earners, I think, possibly at the club? And to be honest, I don't personally have a vendetta against him. I just don't think he's had a good game since Leeds away. Have we, have we missed him that much this season?
1: Uh, I think- I'll i come in on that one. Well, uh, just to give you a rest, Barry, for a second. Yeah. Um, I think when he came back at first, I personally don't think he was fit. Um, I honestly don't think he was fit, but I think he was someone who could, he thought Richardson or Sheridan, whoever was there, thought he could do a job. But Massey for me is all about actually being fit and having some energy and getting up and down. I mean, he, Gavin Massey made Nathan Byrne look a fantastic player. Nathan Byrne is a good player, but Gavin Massey made him look fantastic in his first season in League One because Massey did all that work, you know, let Death and let and Byrne overlap him. I don't think he was up to his standards until the last two or three games when I just started to see glimpses of uh, Massey coming back for me. I thought he looked he looked good because I think he'd got fit. Um, so I agree with you that for most of the season, probably we haven't really missed him. And you can't really miss something that you've not really had much of anyway. Uh, so I agree what you're saying. Would I want to sign him in the future if we're in League One? Absolutely, yes. Because I think he's got that bit of quality if we can get him fit. I would say, let's get him back on there as quickly as we can. And But that said, I respect, I respect what you're saying, Connor, because um, he's not put, he's not been as good as he has been. But what I want to accept, and I know you're not in this group, but... What I'm not going to accept, as Barry said, is people who said he wasn't trying and all that kind of stuff and abusing him. That was disgraceful. Let's move on to
0: the weekend. And there's some some interesting fixtures. A lot of to be done at both ends of the table. Northampton are away at Peterborough on Friday night. Um, Here's hoping that the Posh do us a favour on their uh, march towards the, the Championship. AFC Wimbledon play Swindon. I would say that if AFC Wimbledon win that game, that could be them safe this season. Uh, it's a very, very winnable game for them. Rochdale play Accrington Stanley. I think how we didn't win there the other week is beyond me. And it could be three points for Rochdale there with the, the way that they're playing, the way that Accrington playing, And Bristol poof, take on Lincoln at the Memorial but Lincoln are fighting now to stay in that playoff places. Barry, what what do you make of those weekend fixtures?
3: Uh, I think we've got a, another great opportunity to cement our, our foothold outside the bottom four. I'd expect Peterborough to beat Northampton comfortably. Wimbledon and, and Swindon, I'd expect Wimbledon to win that. I think Wimbledon have got enough in them to stop up. So a win for us over Crew. Yeah, absolutely. Buzzing, buzzing about it. Three yeah, on what, the points. Come on!
2: Come on! What are your thoughts, Paul, on those uh, upcoming fixtures? As I said earlier, we've got three games against three mid-table teams. We, we should be looking at six points from that and have enough to... Not, I don't need to worry about the games against Ole and Swindon.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we go into the game just outside the uh, relegation spa- uh, spots after two wins... On the bounce were one point above the dotted line with like I said earlier with a better goal difference. We're playing crew who have uh won two, drawn uh, drawn one and lost two. Barry, who's gonna be the man in the middle?
3: The referee for Saturday is Declan Bourne. I nearly forgot his identity then. Oh. He's a Nottinghamshire-based official and he's in his first season in the FL. He's already refereed us once this this campaign, and that was a goalless draw with Fleetwood back in January so for this season he's done 28 games 83 yellows, 1 red and I find this bit quite interesting, penalty awards 14, so he's not afraid to point to the spot
1: Declan Bourne the referee Uh,
0: Adam, have we got Adam Asks this week?
1: Yes we have Uh, most certainly as we always do Adam Asks always delivers So this evening we've got an excellent speaker from the uh, Railway Men uh, podcast, the famous Mark Bertels.
5: The overall season so far has surpassed uh, all of my expectations. I saw the fixtures come out back in um, August, and the first two or three months worth, it was a really tough start, and I wondered where we were going to get any points from. Never mind wins, but we started really well and. We, um, we n- At no point have we looked like we were going to be pulled into a relegation fight and never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that we were going to get mentioned in the same breath as the playoffs but up until around a month ago that was certainly a possibility um, and it's still not completely ruled out although it's highly unlikely so it's been a, a really really good season for the first season back um, after promotion and it looks like we're going to finish the highest placed of the uh, the promoted sides that came up with us um, and for me, that, that constitutes a brilliant season. The initial um, form has tailed off in the last few weeks. It's been up and down. And I would maybe suggest that that's down to a large number of players in the crew side that will be out of contract in the summer. And maybe the initial effort that was being put in isn't there. It's disappointing. And that's certainly the case for the, the 6-0 home defeat to Oxford. Um, lots of the players look like they they'd given up in the season is about to fizzle out, um, which is a shame, considering everything that's gone before it. Uh, Standout players, I would go for Mickey Mandron, he's the top scorer, you're likely to play against him, he's big, strong, um, he's quick, holds the ball up, allows players to play off him, Um, he's the target, the long ball forward. will find his feet or his chest and he's he's willing to hold it up and bring other people into play. And he's got that knack of finishing when he gets a, a chance in the box. Probably should have scored more, but you could say that for most players. The other one would be Tommy Lowry. Um, he's a, a centre midfielder. He's only small. But if he plays well, crew tend to play well and everything good seems to go through him. Um, and he may be small in stature, but when he doesn't play, he's a huge miss. And I would suggest that he's possibly... Uh, overtaken Charlie Kirk as maybe the next one that will be sold. He's um, he's a fantastic little player and I think he'll play against you as well. The best team that we've played this season for me would be Lincoln. Uh, they've beaten us three times now and we've had no answer in any of the games. They're extremely good, they're very organised, they were extremely clinical uh, against us. Um, we've had... No way of competing with them three times. I'm surprised they've dropped off the way that they have. I thought they'd go up. Um, But also I'll mention Blackpool. We've had two really good games against Blackpool. They play really good football um, and I'd be quite happy to see them get in the playoffs and go up. For me, the the worst two teams that we've played would be Swindon and Northampton. Swindon were technically awful. Um, How we managed to contrive to lose the second game against them, I don't know uh but they they were a terrible side i think they'll go down northampton are just awful to watch um new manager or not it's just a constant 90 minutes of uh, long balls and physicality and it's not what i'd want to watch every week i think uh i think they'll go down along with rochdale who look like they're as good as gone already especially if they uh if they don't pick points up this week and bristol rovers uh appear not to have benefited from the the new manager syndrome. Um, so I think it'll be those four that drop. My best ever game against Wigan would be the 3-2 uh, away win in December 2004 when Dean Ashton scored a hat-trick, which included a great last-minute volley. Um, but I have to say that um, as a, a football fan, many of my favourite games against Wigan were, were back in the uh, early 90s. At Springfield Park, I, it was an old-school ground, a proper old-school ground, that away-ending, the toilets in there. Um, I enjoy going to those grounds far more than I do the modern-day ones. Um, so every time I went to Springfield Park, it was a, a good day out. I think this weekend we'll see crew bounce back from um, a tough spell, um, tough games against Oxford and Portsmouth, but we tend not to go on too many uh, too many defeats in a row. And I think that Crewe will win
1: 3-1. Matt was quite confident though, wasn't he? Uh, at the end, I mean, he, he basically said that he thought Crew's bad run would come to an end and they'd beat us 3-1. He talked about Mandarin and um, he said that he's a quality player who holds the ball up. He brings people into play. I mean, I don't understand why Everton are not swapping him for Calvert-Lewin, the way he's he's playing at the moment. He scored against us last time, but yeah, Barry's left foot would have scored that one. And um, he didn't look very good, did he? And anyone who was signed by Warren Joyce.
0: Well, previously, we have played Crew 33 times. We've won 16, drawn six and lost 11. (laughs) Last time out, as Adam's just mentioned, we lost to uh, crew 3 nil. not last time Last time I played them and last time at home was on the 29th of August 2015 when Crackers scored after just 12 minutes in a 1-0 home win we're going to go with our guests first and Connor, how do you see the game going on Saturday?
4: 3-1 Wigan
0: i tell you what, that's what we like so we're just straight to the point not uh, going around the houses. Three-one, Wigan, and I. I'd take that. Now, this is how you don't do it, Adam. How would you see the game going?
1: Well, just very quickly before I move on to that, I just wanted to say something that I've just had a quick look at the form from the last seven seasons in League One, and the minimum points that anyone stayed up on is forty-nine. So, uh, what I'm going to say in my prediction is we're going to get three more points towards the six that I think we're going to need and we're going to win by five goals to nil.
0: Paul, I hope your technical difficulties will be resolved by Saturday. And how do you see the game going?
1: Yeah, I'll, I, I think
2: Connor's probably about right. Like I said, mid-table team, we're in good form. We need the points. 3-1, I'll go with as well. 3-1. Mr Worthington?
3: Yeah, I just uh, before I give my prediction, I'd like to say, there might have been an average from the last seven seasons, but this season is nothing like the last seven, and it's certainly not an average season. I think 44 points, 45, will keep you up. And we will get another three towards that with a 2-0 victory against the Alex.
0: And I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with Paul and uh, Connor, and I don't normally go with what Paul says, but uh, it's the first time for everything. But I'm going to go for a a 3-1 win as well. And I think we'll come from behind Langbrace and uh,
1: Johnston we'll score as well good podcast tonight because we've not all agreed with each other I like it when we disagree yeah uh, like I disagreed with you sign early on in the sea uh, about a few months ago about latic staying up
0: so. yeah you said that we wouldn't and I said that we would and now look at where we are <laughs> <laughs> um Connor it has been uh, a pleasure having you on keep keep following the tick. we'll look forward to seeing you around the DW. In, uh, in the seasons to come
4: thanks very much for having me on guys it's been an absolute pleasure no problem likewise
0: and uh, without further ado it's uh, goodbye from me goodbye, goodbye.
1: from
4: us hope that takes cover